The following is a presentation of Hawkeye's Mike LLC. everybody and welcome into the Hawkeyes Mike Wrestling Podcast. I'm KGYM ESPN Radio in Eastern Iowa's Tyler Chumlin bringing you this Hawkeyes Mike presentation on HawkeyesMike.com. The Iowa Hawkeyes coming off a disappointing but still pretty successful 2012-2013 season last year. Penn State was your national champion. That meet was held in the Wells Fargo Arena in Des Moines. They had 123.5 points. Oklahoma State was your runner-up, 119.5 points. Minnesota was third with 103. And then the Hawkeyes trailed everybody else by 30 points. 73, they got four right in front of Cornell, who had 65 points last season. The Hawkeyes coming into this season, high hopes, trying to get back on the horse, trying to get back on the top of the ranks in the NCAA. It's going to be a tough one. It's going to be tough for the Hawkeyes to do so. Penn State returned everybody except for one wrestler. They're 6-0. They're the number one team in the rankings right now. Minnesota number two at 4-0. Iowa comes in at number three, 6-0. Oklahoma State right behind them. They're number four. Oklahoma's 5-0, they're number 5. Edinburgh, they're number 6. The Hawkeyes wrestled them here a couple weeks ago. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Number 7, Nebraska. Number 8, and number 8, Northwestern and Cornell. They're tied. Number 10, Ohio State. Number 11, Illinois. Number 12, the Cyclones from Ames. And Missouri's number 13. Northern Iowa making an appearance in the rankings at number 14. Hawkeyes have a big one coming up this Saturday at Carver Hawkeye Arena against Penn State. We're going to dive into that one here in a little bit on the wrestling podcast. It's a big one. Number one versus number three. Hawkeyes wrestled Penn State last season. They actually weren't on the schedule this season to wrestle each other, but Coach Tom Brands and Coach Kale Sanderson, they got that thing done this past spring, organizing it, getting everything scheduled. So we'll get into that here in a little bit, but first, we need to talk about the Hawkeyes so far. It's been an interesting season. They beat everybody pretty soundly, except for Edinburgh. As I mentioned, Edinburgh in the rankings. Iowa won that one 22-19. Edinburgh was number 15 at the time, but they've moved up the rankings. They're number 6 right now. Iowa didn't have a tough time with Iowa State and Ames, 23-9 in that one. But, you know, this weekend will be the first true test for this Hawkeye team. We look up and down the roster. You look up and down, you know, what was coming into the season. There were two weights that everyone was pointing at saying, these are the two weights Iowa needs to figure out at 141 and 149. Who's going to step in there at 141? Is it going to be Josh Jeva? We saw him wrestle last year at the Big Tens. Lost two very, very tough matches. Who's going to step in at 149? Is it going to be Mike Kelly? Is it going to be Brody Grothis? We're going to see how that all pans out. We haven't seen too much of that yet because... We're only a couple weeks into the season, but with this Penn State meet this weekend, it's going to give us a real nice indicator as to where this Iowa team is headed. Let's go through that Edinburgh meet. Iowa won that one 22-19 on the road at Edinburgh. 125, Thomas Gilman stepped in there for Iowa. He had a major decision over number 17, Corey Mines. Corey Clark is going to wrestle this weekend for the Hawkeyes for Penn State. Talk about him in a little bit. He's ranked number 4 at 125. Number 133, that's a tough weight for the Hawkeyes because Tony Ramos lost. Number one ranked wrestler in the country, 3-2, to 4-3 to three total score. AJ Shop, the number eight wrestler, he's now in the top three, hopping Ramos in those intermat rankings. And that was a tough one because Tony Ramos didn't aggress. He wasn't on the aggressive attack right away, and that's what's made him good. That's what's made Tony Ramos as good as he has been for Iowa. I was talking to Tony prior to the season a little bit, and he was telling me, you know, he doesn't want to be remembered as the only, as the best wrestler to go through Iowa that didn't win a championship. And that's what Tony Ramos needs to do. And he can't have matches like this because all it took was Shop to get a lead. And all he did was stall out the rest of the third period. And that was it. And Tony Ramos takes his first loss of the season. Unfortunately, that's the way it, that's the way it works. But it's early in the year. Tony Ramos is going to get back on the horse. Last year, right about this time, it was when he started trying. He started pinning guys. And that's what Iowa needs to do to get those bonus points. 
score at, score at that point, 4-3. to three. Hawkeyes still leading with that major decision at 125. 141, Josh Jeva, as I mentioned, he's wrestled very, very well for the Hawkeyes. He's ranked number 10 right now. He was number 13 going into this match against Mitchell Port. Mitchell Port, number 2. He pinned Josh Jeva, 347 into the match, 4-9 to nine total score right now. This is a tough one because Mitchell Port's a very, very good kid. Josh Jeva was wrestling with him. He was wrestling with him. He was being aggressive. He was staying on the attack, on the offense. And ultimately, Mitchell Port ended up catching him on his back, and Josh Jeva got pinned. Edinburgh leads this one 4-9 at this point. 149, Brody Grothis takes the mat. He loses 13-5 to to number 10, Dave Habit. It's tough because it's a major decision. It's 13-5, to 4-13 to right now. The Hawkeyes are trailing, and you know we're five weights in. So you got to figure out what you're going to do. The good news for the Iowa Hawkeyes is at 157, the number 1-ranked wrestler, Derek St. John, takes the mat, gets a major decision over Johnny Greshenmeyer, 13-5. to Hawkeyes back in it, 13-8. to Nick Moore, number 4-ranked wrestler at 165, decision Zach Towers, 11-4. to 11-13, Hawkeyes still trail by two, but you've still got that gauntlet coming up. Mike Evans, number six, comes up at 174. Major decision over Patrick Jennings, 13 to 5. 15 to 13, Hawkeyes now on top. Then you get to 184. Ethan Lofthouse, number two in the country, comes in and gets a nice decision over Nicholas Mitchell, 3 to 2. 18 to 13, Hawkeyes lead. Ethan Lofthouse is a guy we're going to talk about all season long on these wrestling podcasts because he's a guy that needs to get it going if the Hawkeyes want to have success. He's the number two ranked wrestler in the country, but as I mentioned, he won 3 to 2. It's a nice match. Because he won, but that's how Ethan Lofthouse wrestles. He's got to be more aggressive. He's got to get on the offense. 197, Sammy Brooks steps in there for the Hawkeyes. He's a backup major decision over Vince Pickett. 11-0, 22-13. The match is all but decided at that point. Thomas Lear comes on for Iowa. Bobby Telford obviously injured in this meet. Ernest James pins him in 210, 22-19. Score indicates a little bit closer than it actually was because the Hawkeyes went on a nice little, nice little run there in the middle of the match. But, you know, they've got to figure out a way to have every weight perform at a high level. And when Tony Ramos loses, it's going to happen. Look, the best wrestlers lose. Unfortunately, that's the way it, that's the way it happens. And Matt McDonough learned that the hard way last year at the end of the season. When Tony Ramos loses, the guy's got to step up. And in this match, Derek St. John stepped up with a little bit of bonus point action. Nick Moore got the decision over a nice wrestler. Mike Evans, major decision. Ethan Lofthouse got the win. That's what it took for Iowa to win this match. And ultimately, Edinburgh's a really good team. Edinburgh's going to be there at the end. They're going to be in the NCAAs, probably in the top seven, eight in scoring, maybe even the top five. They could try to compete for number four, number three. I don't know if they have the horses to jump a team like Minnesota, Iowa, or Penn State in an individual tournament. But they're a very good team, and so this is a very good indicator as to where Iowa's at and where they need to go. So going forward, let's talk a little bit about what this team brings to the table this season. As I, as I mentioned all through those weights, there's a lot of improvement. There's a lot of growth Iowa needs to have. But at 125, that was a question weight coming in. We didn't really know exactly what was going to happen. Uh, Corey Clark has stepped in there. He's the number 4-ranked wrestler right now. He's a redshirt freshman. He went to Southeast Polk High School four-time state champ in Iowa. That happens very rarely. You see that a lot in the college level, guys. Four-time state champ. Iowa's one of the better wrestling states. Corey Clark's a very good wrestler, beating out Thomas Gilman in the wrestle-offs in a very tough match. Clark is 9-0 this season, including separating himself from Thomas Gilman. And and that just speaks to his work ethic and what he's done in the room. And if you talk to guys about Corey Clark that are close to the program, they'll say nothing but good things about the kid. One thing to note, one thing to mention, he did beat number 1-ranked Jesse Delgado, Illinois, last season at the end of the season. Jesse Delgado was a national championship winner last year for the Illini. Number 130, uh, weight 133, number 3-ranked wrestler right now, started the season ranked number 1. Everyone knows, everyone knows Tony Ramos' name. He was an All-American last year, got second in the NCAAs, lost to Steber again in the championship rounds. And 
You know, Tony Ramos, as I was mentioning, I talked to him a lot about this prior to the season in Iowa City at, at their media day. Tony Ramos does not want to go down as being the best wrestler to never win a national championship at Iowa. This is his time. He lost a shot from Edinburgh 3-2, to two, but it's his fault because he didn't attack early on in the match. He's 9-1. and one. He's had six pins thus far. That was Tony Ramos's MO last year, was getting pins, putting guys on his back, and getting those bonus points to win Iowa dual meets. That's what Tony Ramos needs to do if this Iowa team wants to be successful, because your best wrestlers don't wrestle to a high level. You can't win at the Division I wrestling ranks. 141, Josh Jeva's a guy that comes in, kid that everyone liked, everyone thought that he was going to be this great wrestler. He hasn't done what everyone thought he was going to do. He's a, he's a junior. He comes from Yardley, Pennsylvania. This 141 was an unknown weight going into the season, really, because Mark Ballwood graduated, but Josh Jevis stepped in there nicely. 10-1 and on the season. His only loss was to number 2 Port from Edinburgh, as I mentioned. Four matches. They've been falls. Three others bonus points. He's getting that extra spark. He's getting that extra lift for the Hawkeyes. He needs to continue to, to wrestle at a high level because these are the two weights at 141 and 149 that Iowa has to get production. 149, Iowa's weakest weight by far. Brody Grothus, he's a sophomore. Michael Kelly, he's a junior. Both guys from Iowa. Grothus, Davenport Assumption. Kelly, Cedar Falls. Didn't have very good seasons last year. Mike Kelly had a winning record, but didn't do so well in dual meets. Neither one of these guys won a single match in a Big Ten dual meet. They went 0-8 combined last year. No one's taking over. What needs to happen at this weight is Brody Grothus or Michael Kelly needs to say, look, this is my weight. I'm taking over this weight. I'm going to do it. I'm going to be the guy that makes things work for this Iowa team at 149. Because right before 149 is a weight that was a question going in, Josh Jevis stepped up. Now, the weakest weight by far is 149. 157, everybody knows Derek St. John. He's a senior national champion last year. 11-0, he always plays it close, but he is scoring bonus points. He scored bonus points in six matches this season. Derek St. John is your projected national championship. Nick Moore, number four at 165. Iowa City West product. He's a junior. He's 5-0 with a big win over Michael Moreno in the duel at Iowa State. He stepped it up big time so far. This is Nick Moore's year to prove to everybody that he can be a legitimate NCAA contender. He's been very close, but now he needs to get over that next hump at 165, and he's protected a little bit. Derek St. John getting points behind in front of him. He's got to step up and say, look, you can't go to these two weights and expect to get points when you're wrestling against Iowa. 174, Mike Evans, same responsibility to try and make it three weights in a row. He's 11-0, all bonus points. Mike Evans, he's been great for the Hawkeyes. He's a junior from Blair Academy in Pennsylvania, sixth place in last year's NCAA tournament. He was an All-American. Number 180 at 184, number two, Ethan Lofthouse, senior from Utah. As I mentioned, he was an All-American last year, fifth at the NCAAs. You look at him to be a leader and finally get over that hump, but where is it going to come? You got to do something, Ethan Lofthouse. This is your time. This is your year because right now it's him and Ed Ruth. Those are the two guys everybody are going at in, at 184. He's number two. Ruth is number one. Beat somebody. We're going to talk about that match coming up in a little bit because that could be one of the best matches coming up this weekend. At 197, number 10, Nathan Birak. He hasn't wrestled yet this season. Looking for him to take the next step. He had a nice season last season. Uh, it, it comes down to just getting over that next hump. That's another weak weight. Even though he's ranked number 10, you look at the rankings, you, you got to get points at 197 because Bobby Telford, number three, he's a heavyweight. He's a junior from Delaware. He injury defaulted in 2013 at the NCAA Championships. This is a guy that cannot avoid injury. He either gets sick or he gets hurt. This is another weight that Iowa's got to score bonus points. You go up and down. I feel like I'm a broken record talking about bonus points, but if you're Iowa, that's the key. You're going to win matches. But instead of getting three points from your decision, get four for a major. Get five from the tech fault. Get a pin. Get six. 
get those extra bonus points, get to the next level to try and make it some noise and try to get back into the NCAA crown chair and be the king of the NCAA. Not only win a Big Ten tournament, but also win the NCAAs because talking to Coach Brands and the wrestlers this year, those are their goals. Make no mistake about it. Their goals are simple. Each individual wrestler is trying to win a Big Ten championship, trying to win an NCAA championship, and each wrestler knows that if they can do that, then the team can win a Big Ten championship and the team can win an NCAA championship because it's been a while, folks. It really has been. I've been at the last three Big Ten championships, and none of them have been real fun for the Iowa Hawkeyes. They've had a hard time at those tournaments because of teams like Penn State, teams like Minnesota. The Big Ten is stacked. It's very, very good. You look at the rankings, Penn State, Minnesota, Iowa, Nebraska, Northwestern, Illinois, Ohio State, all those teams are in their conference. you got to win and you got to get bonus points if you're Iowa. That being said, everything gets started this Saturday night. Match is set for 8:04 at Carver Hawkeye Arena this Saturday night. Penn State, the number one ranked team, comes in to Carver Hawkeye Arena, toting a 6-0 record against the 6-0 Iowa Hawkeyes, number three in the rankings. Penn State defending that national championship crown. Iowa beat them in the duel last year, folks. We're going to talk about that and much more here from Coach Tom Brands as well. This is the Hawkeyes Mike Wrestling Podcast, HawkeyesMike.com. I'm Tyler Chumlin, KGYM, ESPN Radio in Eastern Iowa. We'll be right back after this, breaking down the Iowa-Penn State meet from this weekend. Great story. Compelling and rich. Hawkeye's Mike programs are brought to you in part by Prefence Hand Sanitizer. One application lasts all day. Try the hand sanitizer used by the Iowa Hawkeyes and remember, the best defense is Prefence. And by the Marsh Cook Investment Group in Coralville, Iowa. Marsh Cook, for all your investment needs. HawkeyesMike.com. It's sports talk radio on the internet. Just for you, the Iowa fan. All sports, all Hawks, all the time. How many things have you touched today? Hmm? Ooh, a puppy. <laughs> How many places have your hands been? Ooh, a keyboard. 24-hour hand sanitizer protection just makes sense. Prefins, a silica-based hand sanitizer protects your hands all day. Stays on up to 10 washings, moisturizes, alcohol-free, and safe for the kids. So go ahead, touch anything and everything. Ew, a toilet. Prefins, keep your hands germ-free all day. Just a reminder that you can participate in our shows by offering your own comments and opinions on the Hawks. The toll-free hotline is available 24 hours a day. Call 866-74-HAWKS and make your voice heard. Visit HawkeyesMike.com, go to the news and events section, and check the links for up-to-date information on Iowa games, TV channels, team schedules, and more. You can subscribe to all Hawkeyes Mike podcasts through iTunes, and you can follow Hawkeyes Mike on Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook. Welcome back to the Hawkeyes Mike Wrestling Podcast, HawkeyesMike.com. I'm KGYM ESPN Radio's Tyler Chumlin in Eastern Iowa, coming to you on HawkeyesMike.com, the wrestling podcast. This is our first one of the season. Many more to come. The Hawkeyes High Hopes this season, right number three, coming into this weekend. A big meet coming up at Carver Hawkeye Arena, Mediacom Matt, hosting the number one Penn State Nittany Lions. Both teams come into this one undefeated. Both teams ranked in the top three. Iowa ranked number three. Penn State ranked number one. Iowa leads the all-time series 26-7-2. The Hawkeyes won five 
five of the last six meetings, including the most recent duel, 22 to 16. That was last season, February 1st, 2013, at Carver Hawkeye Arena. Hawkeyes are 13 and three all time at home against Penn State, including 13 consecutive duels at Carver Hawkeye Arena. Iowa's won 51 of the last 52 duels at home, including a 38 duel home winning streak from 08 to two seasons ago in 2012. Saturday's meeting is interesting because it marks a non-conference affair. This this match was organized very unorthodox compared to what usually transpires. Usually, the schools, the conference are responsible for getting these schedules done. Well, this one was interesting because in 2013, we all know that in today's day and age, Twitter plays such a prominent role. And that's that's how this thing got started. Kale Sanderson, the coach for Penn State, obviously a lot of people know who Kale Sanderson is, wrestled at Iowa State, coached at Iowa State, moved over to Happy Valley here three, four short years ago. Kale Sanderson tweeted in the spring, there seems to be something big missing on our schedules this year. Tom Brands replied with, yeah, I agree, let's do something about it. Sanderson said, yes, let's figure it out, rec hall. Rec Hall's Penn State's Fieldhouse, obviously wanting to get something organized at Happy Valley because they wrestled in Iowa last year. Brands comes back with a thinking Carver Hawkeye Arena, you owe us two in a row. Then after that, Sanderson comes back with, okay, fair enough. Can you guarantee we get the tiny locker room with the pink walls? You know, making jest about Iowa's away locker rooms having the pink walls. Then he says, you know, this late might be too much of a hassle. It was fun to play with the idea, though. We'll see you guys at the Big Ten tourney. Okay, then there's a pause. A couple hours go by. Just kidding. We're in. Let us know when and we'll be there. Hashtag Iowa versus Penn State. Then Brand says, listen, sometime in December, around the Goodwill Toward Men holiday, your calendar open. Sanderson replies with schedules type, but we'll make it work. Send a date and we'll lock it in. It all started via Twitter. And then shortly after that, Chris Brewer and Gary Barda and everyone at the University of Iowa Announce the date, December 21st, Iowa, Penn State, Carver, Hawkeye Arena. That's this Saturday, 8.04 p.m. Penn State meet on Iowa's schedule. It's going to be fun. It's going to be an interesting meet. It's going to be an interesting match. So let's break it down. Let's get into it a little bit here before we talk a little bit more about the season and get to some Tom Brand's audio from this last week. Let's start with 125. Number four, Corey Clark comes into this one against Nico Megalutis, who's ranked number three. This is an interesting match. Got to have it for Iowa. If you want to win, you got to win these close ones. You got to win the ones where the guys are very equal equal or close to each other in ranking. But in all honesty, I gotta give the edge to Megalutis. Megalutis is, has the experience. He has the higher ranking, which doesn't really necessarily matter as much, but he has the experience, so give it to Megalutis. Then you go 133. Don't know who's gonna wrestle for Penn State yet. Could be Jimmy, Jimmy Gulabond is number 15 or Jordan Conway. Conway had the experience last year. He wrestled in the Big Tens, wrestled at the end of the year for Penn State. Uh, you gotta give the edge to Ramos, but the key here is number three, Tony Ramos, getting back points, getting bonus points here. Get a fall, get extra points. Last season, that's how Iowa won, was Tony Ramos getting those extra points. Then you get to 141, Josh Jeva, the number 10 ranked wrestler, against number 8, Zane Rutherford. This could be the tipping point for this match. This could be the one match we look back at and say, if Josh Jeva would have got a bonus point, or if Josh Josh Jeva would have even won the match, Iowa would have won the duel if they lose. This one's important for Penn State, too, because Zane Rutherford doesn't have the experience that other guys have as well. So it's two guys inexperienced at this level going at each other. Could be a really good match. Then 149... The one weight that Iowa's had the biggest question marks going into the season and still throughout the beginning of the year, is it going to be growth? Is it going to be Kelly? Then, number Andrew, number seven, Andrew Alton, on Penn State's side, he's injured, as well as his brother, number five, Dylan Alton, at 157. So, Zach Bites is going to step in, the redshirt freshman, 24-9 last year, opening wrestling in, in open matches. It could be a very interesting one. This could be one that Iowa could get swinging their way if Brody Grothis or uh, Mike Kelly wrestle well. 157, got to think Derek St. John is going to win this match, but... But you never know because, frankly, he doesn't get the bonus points that you, a lot of times you need. But he's going to be wrestling James Volrath, who's not the regular starter. As I mentioned, Dylan Alton's hurt, the number five ranked kid in the country. But James 
Rojas, a senior, he has 60 career wins at the collegiate level. So not an easy task, but Derek St. John should be able to get it done. Then at 165, number four, Nick Moore against number one, David Taylor. David Taylor may be the best wrestler in college wrestling this year. Uh, I've seen the kid wrestle six, seven times now, and it, it's it's fun to watch. He plays with his opponents. He's very good, very technique savvy. He's very strong. He's very kind of, he's, he's strong, but you don't realize it while you're watching him because he doesn't look, he doesn't look the part, but he's incredible. David Taylor should get points here, but it's a good opportunity for Nick Moore to grow up a little bit. 165 probably goes to Penn State. 174, number six, Mike Evans versus number three, Matt Brown. Two have a history. They've wrestled before. This is one where Mike Evans can feed off the crowd, get the Hawkeye fans on their feet at Carver Hawkeye Arena Saturday night and get a big win for Iowa. It's going to be tough, though, because this is one of the matches we're going to look at. There's a couple of them. We're looking at 125. You look at 141 and you look at 174. Those are all matches that are up in the air. So Mike Evans has got to get a big win. Got to get a big win. 184, number two, Ethan Lofthouse versus number one, Ed Ruth. The best two wrestlers on this squad for Penn State are David Taylor and Ed Ruth at 184. And, you know, Ethan Lofthouse, put up or shut up, man. You got to do it. You got to go out there. You got to wrestle tough because Ed Ruth is the best. He's the best wrestler at this weight. He's going to be national champion unless something crazy happens. And, you know, that's fine. Ethan Lofthouse has got to embrace what is given to him. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens here. But, you know, in all honesty, it all comes down to what Ethan Lofthouse can and wants to do because Ethan Lofthouse is very good. But you get guys like Mark Ironside, Tom Brands, anybody that's close to the program going about Ethan Lofthouse, they'll use some uh, some questionable terms, questionable words about what Mr. Lofthouse is doing on the mat a lot of times. But he's taking that next step, according to a lot of people. And, you know, this would be the coming out party for Ethan Lofthouse if he were to be able to get a big win over a big, good wrestler like Ed Ruth. Then we've got 197, Nathan Birak. He comes into this one, right? Number 10. Hasn't wrestled yet this season. Looking for him to take the next step. Is it going to be Birak? Is it going to be Sammy Brooks? I don't know, but it's tough because they're going to be wrestling a very tough wrestler, number three, Morgan McIntosh. So I see Penn State winning this match. The key for this match at 197 is make it three, not four. Because if Penn State's up by a point, like I think they're probably going to be at this point. They get three points. They're up by four points going into that heavyweight match. Bobby Telford's going to be favored in that one over Jimmy Lawson. Telford number three, Jimmy Lawson number 12. But when you're tasked to get a major decision at the end of a meet or at the end of a match, it's so difficult because you know that guy is going to stall out. That guy's going to do everything he possibly can to not allow you to get that extra point, to not allow you to turn him on his back and get those three extra bonus points. That is, this match is going to come down to the final match, and that could be Bobby Telford and Jimmy Lawson, and Telford getting bonus points. If they start anywhere else in the match, Bobby Telford's got to get bonus points if Iowa wants to win. But that being said, it's always tough. So what do you, what do, you do if you're Iowa? You go in, you try to wrestle each every individual match. Clark's got to win. Ramos has to win. Jeva's got to win. Grothus or Kelly have to win. St. John's got to win. Moore's got to win. Evans has to win. Burak, Lofthouse, Telford. Iowa has a chance to win every single one of their matches. Outside of maybe 65 and 84. And even then, they're bringing in top five wrestlers. To wrestle these guys. Yeah, David Taylor's the best wrestler in the country by far, hands down at 165. Fine, Nick Moore, go in and beat him. That's what Iowa wrestling is all about. You bring that up to Mark Ironside or Tom Brands, Terry Brands, Dan Gable, any of those guys, Matt McDonough, any of them, they'll tell you that's why Iowa wrestling is Iowa wrestling. They go into those matches to try and win. As I mentioned, this match is not going to be a Big Ten match. It's a 
non-conference match. They set it up by themselves. Uh, one of the things that was brought up earlier this week as well is Penn State being a protected rivalry. And what does that do for Iowa and Penn State? Because as of right now, as of last April, Penn State and Iowa is now going to be the number one protected rivalry for each other. Here's what Tom Brands had to say about that rivalry. Right now, and I don't know if it's official or not, but in the May Big Ten meeting, uh, one rivalry, each school has one rivalry, and Penn State and Iowa were the rivalry, which to me, um, you know, that's why some coaches were arguing for two or three or four schools to have a rivalry. So every year you see two or three or four schools. That makes more sense to me. Minnesota, Nebraska, that's important to Iowa. Um, Wisconsin's important to Iowa. And then Penn State's important to Iowa. So if you had two or three or four, it'd be better. You know, and then you'd rank them. But um, the way that it went down uh, with the other schools, and it's basically like you were picking and what makes the most sense. And Penn State and Iowa were paired up. There you go. It makes the most sense. Iowa, Penn State, the number one ranked team and the number three ranked team. They will tangle at Carver-Hawkeye Arena coming up on Saturday. Why does this rivalry make sense? What is it about this rivalry that makes sense? Tom Brands commented on this as well on Tuesday at his presser. Just because of where both programs are at now and, um, you know, if one of us starts to suck, then it probably doesn't make sense. But as long as both programs are where they're are now it makes sense but minnesota makes sense too and you know regionally wisconsin and nebraska make sense so there's a lot of things that make sense uh that aren't being implemented and we lost the vote we lost the vote where it was meaning that the 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 coaches that wanted more than one rivalry didn't win the vote so what do you do what do you do you go in and you win and that is all you can do And there is a lot of hype around this meet because Penn State broke the attendance record last week in their meet against Pitt. Tom Brands talked about this as well. What does the hype do for this meet? Because wrestling is so unlike any other sport. In it's individualized, but it's all for the team effort in these dual meets. Here's what Brands had to say about the hype around this meet. Uh, There's obviously some greatness about it, but you get up for every duel because... Uh, we went into Edinburgh and it was, a, I described it as a beehive and that's what it was. And so you got to be ready for that. That's exciting. Um, you know, Buffalo, their best guy was probably their 97 pounder and we're putting a guy that we're weighing in at 84. That's a big, you get excited about that. So, you know, that's just, you know, there's a lot of reasons to get excited about this one, but um, you're pretty even keeled, but you, you know, you know, human nature too. And let's give our fans something to get excited about. That's what's more important. Give yourself something to get excited about as a competitor. As a competitor. There you have it. It's the first Hawkeyes Mike podcast on HawkeyesMike.com. I will wrestle Penn State coming up on Saturday night, as I mentioned, 8.04. There are still tickets available for that as of Wednesday when this podcast was recorded over a thousand tickets have been sold. Iowa trying to break the record for most tickets, most fans, most butts in the seats for a Division One wrestling meet, and it's only a non-conference meet, folks. It's going to be a good one. Does Tom Brands like his team going into this Penn State meet? Well, yeah, of course he does. Tom Brands always likes his team going into a meet, and this is why. I always am an optimistic guy, but I'm always uh, there's something that you know that we got to work on always too. So there's something in the back of your head that you're scratching and. And trying to make better and 
we got to get better every day. Um, I tell you, you know, nothing's changed in my mind from a complete team point of view, and that is, is we got to have output from 10 weights. And, you know, we're battling a guy, the number two guy in the country at Edinburgh at 141, and it's 0-0 after the first period. We're riding him tough, and then we go into a position where uh, we went for broke. And why are we going for broke when there's four minutes of wrestling or three and a half minutes of wrestling left? And we have to be able to wrestle solid, solidly in our positions for the entire match. Whatever makes that happen, we got to have that happen from our guys. Now, meaning every day and then in this big event. That's going to define our team. I love talking wrestling, and that's exactly why you hear the intensity in Tom Brands' voice in that clip right there from him talking about this meet. He loves his team going in, but you got to keep working hard, and that's exactly what Iowa wrestling is. Iowa-Penn State, Saturday night, 8.04, Carver-Hawkeye Arena, number one versus number three. Could be a preview, could be a forecast of things to come in the Big Ten. One of these two teams could be victorious come the end of the season. Regular season dual championship, NWCA dual championship, Big Ten championship, and ultimately NCAA championships. I'll be back with you the next couple weeks. We will recap and review everything Iowa wrestling from this meet Oh, yeah, by the way, in two weeks, Iowa gets things started in the Big Ten duels, the actual Big Ten duels with an actual Big Ten team counting as a Big Ten duel. That's on January 3rd, 2014. Next season, New Year is right upon us. That is going to be at Purdue in West Lafayette, Indiana. So, Penn State, Iowa coming up Saturday. I am Tyler Trumlin with KGYM ESPN Radio in Eastern Iowa on the Hawkeyes Mike podcast, hawkeyesmike.com. Enjoy the wrestling and enjoy the holidays. Have a good one, folks. Post game show is brought to you by Christ. I can't find it. The hell with it. This has been a presentation of Hawkeyes Mike LLC.